Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com. Morning. How's everybody doing this morning? It's a beautiful weekend, Labor Day weekend. Thanks for coming to church. Somebody told me this morning, they said, the people at church this morning want to be at church, right? Because it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it is uh, a, a Labor Day weekend and all that stuff. Um, I, I have a message on my heart this morning that, that's kind of been brewing for the last few months. And, um, you know, Pastor Jeff, he, he, he tends to give me a, a, a chance to speak every now and then. And I, I love those opportunities and I cherish those and, and really I'm honored by uh, him allowing me to be and, and kind of take his spot while he's out. And so um, I hope you hear my heart this morning and hope you hear uh, what God has really laid on my heart. And, and just a few questions for you this morning. I guess the first question I'd like to ask you is, have you ever lost anything? You ever lost anything, misplaced something? You know, your car keys, your cell phone. I mean, good night. The world comes to an end if you misplace this thing. Am I right? I mean, I'm not lying. I mean, listen. I've, I've, you wake up, oh, I don't know what I did with my phone. I, I put it somewhere. I don't know what happened to it, right? And, uh, um, and you look for it forever, right? You'll, you'll, you'll do whatever it takes to find it because it means that much to you, right? You, you got to have it. I remember the other day, Ty, my son Ty, he, he received a gift, and, and it was just a gift card to his Xbox so he could buy a game. And that might not seem like much to you, but to Ty, it was everything, and he had, this, uh, he had this gift card, and, and he misplaced it. It was nowhere to be found. And I tell you what, I love my son, Ty, and I know how much it meant to him. Guys, I, I mean, I tore up the place looking for it. I mean, you're flipping over couches. You know, you're I mean, going through all the dirty clothes, pulling them out. Ty, I can't find it. I, can't, I don't know where it is. I mean, you're doing whatever it takes to find this thing that's lost, right? And, uh, and, and uh, you know, you know, notice whenever you've lost something, it, that's never the time that you take inventory of the things that you do have. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're in there like, well, Tom, but man, that's a nice couch we have. Or, hey, the, oh, look, at, I forgot I own this. You know what I mean? It's, you don't ever take time. When something's lost, you're not taking time to find, uh, you know, take inventory of the things that you do have. And, um, and I, I sit there, I'm like, Ty. Where is, I mean, and we looked everywhere. I'm telling everywhere. And then Heather gets into the the refrigerator, pulls this something out, and she's like, Ty, can you get me something out of the refrigerator real quick? And I knew what she was doing. I knew she had found that thing. But I'm like, how in the world did that gift card end up in the refrigerator? It's still, it's those mysteries, those unsolved mysteries, you know. That's one, I'm like, I don't know how in the world don't know how in the world that that got in there, but, but we searched diligently for it, y'all. We, we uh, I mean, you don't stop at anything, right? I mean, you don't stop at nothing to find this thing that is lost. And I got to thinking, isn't that how, isn't that how God is with 
his kids. You know, I don't know where you stand in your relationship with God this morning. One thing I do know, though, is I guarantee you probably know someone that does not know him. It's not like, I, I feel like God is, he's, he's in fact, in Luke 19, 10, it says, The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And I'm telling you, he does whatever it takes. He'll move whatever it is to find. To, he says he'll leave the 99 to find the one. You know, Pastor Jeff here, you know, I, I guess is earlier this year, last, last, last fall, I can't remember, but he launched that, that sermon series, the Operation 99. And, and he and I were talking the other day, and I said, Pastor Jeff, I said, man, that can't just be a one-off series. That's got to be kind of our DNA, right? We've got, I mean, listen, if we're just here to come and say, hey, man, I'm glad you're here. Hey, what's up? We are missing the point. There are people out there that need Jesus. And we need to do whatever it takes, stop at nothing, to get them, to get reconciled with Jesus. And I think sometimes we need a reminder of this, because sometimes we get stuck in our own routine, right? And we're good. I went to church. Check. I'm there. I did my weekly duty. And sometimes we just forget. It's, it's really not about you. It's not about me, right? You know, I heard a pastor tell a story the other day, and he, he had taken his family out on a vacation. And, and I forget how many kids he has, four or five kids, but one of his kids is uh, autistic. And they had gone into this ice cream shop to get, uh, uh, to get some ice cream and stuff like that. Do I need to move that? All right, I'll move it. What, where, what's going on with it? We'll just put it right here. Sound good? How about I turn it off and I'll grab the handheld? Sound good? Because I'm better with the handheld. Thank you very much, church. There we go. I'll turn that off real quick. All right. There we go. I'm more comfortable now. You know what I mean? So, no. But he told this, he told this story the other day. He was like, um, he, he, you know, he, he was, he was, they were out on vacation and his son was autistic. Can't, really can't, can't communicate really well with people. And, and they had gone out, they got ice cream, and they'd gone out. Well, they had turned left, and when his son was coming out, he went right. And he's all walking around. You know how it is. You get walking with your, with your family, and he's out there, and all of a sudden he realizes that his son's missing. And he said, my whole world just stopped for a moment. It just came to a crash, like just, where is my son? I can't, because again, he can't communicate with anybody. And he said he went up to this police officer, and the police officer was like, well, what does he look like? I mean, it didn't really do anything to help him. And he said, you know, in that moment, if one of my other kids would have walked up to me and said, dad, 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 what's for dinner tonight? He said, I would have probably that kid would have probably gone missing as well, you know what I mean? Because that was not the right moment, the right timing for them to come and ask me what was for dinner because my son was missing. We couldn't find him, and I feel like that's how God sees us. Listen, he loves you beyond anything that you can imagine. But there's still a lot, there's some lost kids of his out there that he's, they're lost, 
And we've got to have that same heart of the Father. We've got to do that. And, and, and in, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I'm, I'm going to uh, really get started here. And, you know, this group of, the, the, just this passage just really stuck out to me. And, 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 and really talking about, um, and we'll, we'll start in verse 11. I'll just read it. It says, since then we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than uh, what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. And if we are in the right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us. Get that. Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. Now catch this next part. He says, so this verse 16, so from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do not, or we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. And though, as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And I love this verse because the ministry of reconciliation, God has given us that. He has, you are a part of the ministry of reconciliation. Listen, as Christ's ambassadors, God is making his appeal through us, through you, to implore the world that they need to be reconciled to God. They need to be reconciled with God. Listen, Romans 3, 23, what? 24 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that, that came by Christ Jesus. Listen, we live in a world that people, they're, they're just living their lives wonders, I mean, aimlessly, not wandering out there. They, they have, and, and they're living in sin. And it's part, it's our responsibility, church. God has implored us as Christ's ambassadors, right? He's making his appeal through us to implore the world that they need to be reconciled with God. And so my question to you this morning is when people look at you, do they do they see? Something that compels them to want to be uh, 
reconciled with God? Do they see something in you? I mean, how are you packaged, you know? When they're looking at you, because people look at you all the time, especially if you're out there saying, I'm a Christian. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you're, I mean, you're in the spotlight. Let's just see if they're a Christian. And they watch every little move you make. Is there something inside of you that compels them to be reconciled with God? You see, the thing that needs to burn in our hearts the most is that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to lose for everyone. You understand? There is a heaven to gain and a hell to lose. And when people are looking at you, do they look, I want what he has. I, I want what she has. You know, in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, you know, being love, joy, peace. Yeah, y'all know that, right? Do they see that in you? Do they, do they see how you operate in love? Do they see how, I mean, wow, he, that guy, he just doesn't let anything get to him. He's so, I mean, just peaceful. Do they, are they compelled? You know, I, in marketing, okay, I, I, y'all, y'all know this. Before I came to church, I uh, came to work here at the church, I was, uh, I, I, I did marketing, I did merchandising, I, you know, I was in retail a lot. And uh, uh, we, 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 and before I did, in some, and, and did a little break in there, I did some, uh, sold some yellow pages and some TV commercials and stuff like that. But in marketing, we have these catchphrases, right? These catchphrases that say, uh, uh, let's see, stop the eye and start the buy. You know, stop the eye. When, when, when people are looking at your advertisement, stop that eye and start the buy right there. Or like when I worked for Frito-Lay, you know, we, 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 and, and even at Pack-A-Sack, as I was putting stuff up and, and, and merchandising, we say people eat with their eyes first. You ever notice <laughs> McDonald's? I mean, come on, I know somebody can relate to that, right? Because McDonald's, it looks like on their commercials, like that's the best cheeseburger ever made. And no one has ever mistaken McDonald's for having the best cheeseburger ever made. Am I right? But it sure looks good on that TV commercial. You're like, and the kids are like, I want some chicken nuggets. Let's go. I'll have that juicy cheese. And you get it, and you're like, oh, that's disappointing. You know what I'm saying? And when you take a bite, you're like, oh, well, it'll do. I already paid for it. You know what I'm saying? But, but people eat with their eyes first. Am I right? It's like this. So whenever I worked at Pack-A-Sack, one of the greatest things that, that, that would bother me would be um, as the manager, you get in there and, and you get your case of stuff in, and then you'd have this happen, right? I'm going to show you all this. Do you all see these uh, two bottles of water here? Right? If you walked up to Pack-A-Sack right now and these two bottles were on the shelf, which bottle are you going to buy? This one or this one? It's definitely not this one, right? Why? The packaging is missing, right? It's missing something. This one is verified, right? I mean, y'all, y'all thought I brought this up here because I was really thirsty this morning. No, I had a point I wanted to prove to you, all right? Listen, I couldn't get rid of this one to save my life. I really couldn't. This one right here. It would sit there. I would just have to buy it myself because at least I knew that it came in the package. I opened up the package and it was there. Could not get rid of this one at all. This one here would fly off the shelf. So what does your packaging look like? Because listen, 
I have no doubt in my mind that everyone in here is a Christian. And if you're not, we'll take care of that here in just a few minutes, okay? And I'm being serious, all right? Because if you don't know the love of Jesus, you've never experienced anything in your life. And you need to experience that. I'm going to give you that opportunity this morning, all right? But as a Christian, I mean, there's nothing different about these two waters. They're both the Sani water. There's nothing different. It's just about the packaging. This one says, I'm verified. And when you're walking around and you walk in that love and you walk in that peace and that patience and that joy, what you're telling people when that spotlight's on you is like, I'm verified. I'm verified. The packaging looks different to those guys. I mean, and, and, you know, listen, how do you, how do you get that way, right? I mean, I'm going to, I just, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings this morning, but let me tell you something, right? Coming to church once a week, opening this Bible, listening to it, oh, that's a great message. That's a great message. Shutting it and then going the rest of your week and you don't ever pick that thing up again. That's not enough, y'all. Please hear my heart. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm really not. But I'm just willing to speak to you. This is what's on my heart this morning. It's not enough that, that oh, well, that was good. And then next week you're like, where's my Bible? We got to go to church. Guys, we got to be, this has got to become who we are. That way the packaging is verified on the outside. Because I promise you, when you put this in, what's going to come out is this. It's going to look good. That packaging is going to look, it's going to be compelling to people. They're going to know that, that they need to be reconciled with the Father. They're gonna be, there's something about you that I just don't. There's a light. There's, you walk in the room and it's different. What is it? What is it? I remember I, I was I was at uh, I was working for Frito Lay one time, and, and and that morning I was I was having all kinds of good morning, right? And and I was been listening to worship. I was loading my truck, just praising God. I just had a great time. Uh, listen, it's like three o'clock in the morning, and and good thing that my warehouse is like out in the middle of nowhere because I would have been waking up the neighborhood. But I was having a great time, and I got to the my first stop that morning. I was wheeling in all these back uh, the, the 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 stacks of chips, put them in there, put them in there, just bouncing, just singing. And the, the manager walks up, he's a system manager, he walked up, he's like, Mark, what is wrong with you? What are you on? I said, do you want to know? He's like, yeah, I really want to I said, do you really want to know? He's like, yes, I really want to know. I said, man, it's all about Jesus. That's who I, that's what I'm on this morning. And man, he looked at me like, that's weird. But I just told him, I said, man, have you ever... Just spent time with the Father where it just completely changes the atmosphere. And it changes everything that you're going through. And he just looked at me confused even more. I said, man, I'm going to tell you, there's a God that loves you. Now listen, I, he didn't get saved that morning. But I know there was, a, there was a seed planted because he looked at me. He was like, I really want to know what you're on. And I told him that, and he was just like, man, okay. But it changes you, doesn't it? This right here will change everything about you. So what is, man, I'm way, okay, here we go. What are, are, are you stopping the I and starting the by? 
When people are looking at you, are they like, man, I want to taste and see what they, what's going on in their life. The Bible says to taste and see that the Lord is good, right? I want, that looks very good. Do they see that in you? Students, are they compelled? You know, honestly, when they look at you as you're walking down the hallway, you understand when, man, I want, they're different. They're different. I'm compelled to know what, what, it's appealing, right? It's an appealing, like, I want to be a part of that. You see, you play a bigger part in this than what you think. And I hope you understand that, guys. You're not just here to take up space on this world. You're not just here to go through the motions. I'm telling you, you play such a vital role in all of God's plan. And he's dependent on you. You see, the Bible says that 1 John 1, 9, let me, let me put that up on the screen here. Because it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. See, we go to the Father for the forgiveness of sins. We're like, Lord, I am so sorry I messed up. And you confess your sins to the Father. And he says he's faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and purify you, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But if you look over at James 5.16, it says this. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. You ever thought about that? Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. You see, we go to the Father for the forgiveness of sins, right? But we need each other to be healed from those sins. Come on, church, you hear me this morning? You know, that's why we're so important on, big on life groups and small groups, guys. Get, if you're not involved in a small group, get involved. Why? Because as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. We need each other. Guys, I can go to the Father all day long, can confess my sins, and I know he's going to forgive me. How will I find healing? How will I find freedom? It's by rubbing elbows. It's by getting in and doing life with people who are going through the same thing that I'm going through. And maybe there's just somebody who's, gone, who's already gone through that and said, Mark, let me help you out here. This is what God did in my life. And then you find the healing when you go. When you, when, and guys, listen, we do life with each other. I'm not afraid to talk to my life group about anything. Why? Because you know what? What's said in life group stays in life group. I trust these guys. And they do. And, and I know I can go to them for prayer. And they're there for me. Confess my sins. I'm going to confess what I'm struggling with with you to find healing from that. And that's what I'm, I'm just challenging you this morning. We talk about here at the church, we want people to know God. I was in a, a conference here a few weeks ago, and and the pastor was talking, and he he has one of the the largest churches in the nation and in the world, really. And they had just come off a weekend where over 450 people had given their lives to Christ in once in that service, those services that weekend. I was like, whoa! 
that's awesome. And he said, you know what we do every week is we pray for the lost. Every week, we're praying for the lost. We're, and I, I want to implore, I want to challenge you this morning. In your prayer time, be just praying for the lost. Be praying that God will even put somebody on your heart that you yourself can go to. We want people to find freedom. And that's why we push so hard, getting these small groups. Just like I told you, we need each other. We need each other to find freedom. We need each other because, again, what Heather and I have gone through in our lives, I can tell you, we can talk. I, I could talk all day to some married men right now and tell you what not to do. But we've been through it. And there's a lot of times that God opens up doors for Heather and I to talk to young married uh, families, husbands and wives. We need each other. We want people to find freedom. We want people to discover. Can I tell you something? Discover your purpose. You don't know what life is until you're living in your purpose. And if you don't know what that purpose is, let, let us help you. Because we need that. And once you've done that, go make a difference. And that's what I'm telling you this morning, church. This ministry of reconciliation has been given to all of us. It's been, it, this is something that we're a part of. Now go make a difference. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you know what he's done in your life, there's a world out there that's lost. And I'm telling you, it's not time to ask God, hey, God, what's for dinner tonight? He's like, get out of here. You're not going to eat again for like seven years. You know what I mean? I've got some children out here who don't know me. They don't know me, and I need them. So I'm imploring you this morning. Go out and be the difference. Go out, stop the eye and start the by. Let them look at you, and when they see you, man, I want what they have. I want what they have. You're the difference maker. So go make the difference. Let me pray over you this morning, church. Father, thank you. I thank you, God, that you absolutely love us with everything that you have. You loved us so much you gave your only son, Jesus, to die on a cross for us. I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you that you have given us this message of reconciliation, this ministry of reconciliation, Lord, that, that as Christ's ambassadors, we can go out. We can go out and, 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 and be that example. We can go out and... and, and, and and be the ones that are, that are spreading the good news, letting them know that they need to be reconciled to you. Father, I pray for the lost right now. I pray for the lost in this community, the lost in the Texas panhandle, the lost 
all over the world, Lord, that right now, today would be the day of salvation for every single one of them, Lord. I pray, Lord, just like in, uh, in, in the early church, 3,000 would join the church. Why? Because your presence, your message was being spoken to the people. I pray for a harvest to come in, Father, that these people who do not know you would feel the need to be reconciled to you. Listen, I told you earlier, if, if you're sitting in here this morning and you have not ever given your life to Jesus Christ, man, we've got prayer teams up here ready to pray with you. Don't leave today. You will never be the same when you give your life to Jesus. If you're living in a life, you just don't know what that love, what love feels like, I promise you, come to the altar this morning. Because God will show you a love that you've never felt before. So as the, the band plays this morning, as the worship team leads us in another song of worship, if that's you this morning, I want to invite you to come down and let us pray with you. Maybe there's someone in your life that you're just believing for, that you know is lost as lost can be, and, and you just want someone to agree in prayer with you. I want to invite you to come down and let us pray with you. Father, just have your way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.